This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit allentempleamec.com slash donate. Thank you for listening. The scripture previously read to your hearing came from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, the 30th chapter, verses 20 and 21. I will only lift verse 21 to your hearing as the focus text for today. And it reads as thus. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. This is the way. Walk in it. This morning on this last morning, Worship service of 2023 Mm -hmm. on the edge of a new year. It is with this verse in mind, I've titled this message simply, Follow the Voice. Follow the Voice. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, man, you're just so great. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to stand behind your sacred desk. Mm -hmm. Lord, I know that I have prepared everything, but Holy Spirit, arrest me with your presence. Lord, I have said yes, and because I have said yes, I know you have already equipped me for what I shall say according to thy word. So, Lord, be with me and bring the preacher. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart truly be acceptable in your sight. For you are my rock and surely my redeemer. I pray these things in the matchless name of your son, Jesus the Christ. Speak, Lord, for your children listen. Amen. Amen. Throughout this year, 2023, we have been exposed to a multitude of ups and downs through various voices of reporters. They have brought us accounts of tragedy after tragedy, including the war in Ukraine, the war between Israel and Hamas, devastating earthquakes, and a series of record setting mass shootings across the country. Year after year, we continue to be confronted with the voices of reporters telling us about the all too familiar scenes of pain and sufferings. Uh Parents mourning children, children mourning parents, and worst of all, children mourning children. You know, amidst these tragedies, we listened as the news came directly from the U.S. Capitol, witnessing the installation of Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker. (laughs) Then months later, we heard the news of his party removing him as the House Speaker, a first in the history of this nation. And in another historic first, we heard of a former U.S. President indicted on criminal charges, not 
once, but four times over the year as Donald Trump faces a total of 91 state and federal counts. And in one of these indictments, the world saw a police mugshot of Trump. It was the first mugshot taken of a former American president. Well. However, however, among these events, we have also been attentive to the voice of reporters delivering some great news. One such example is the inspiring comeback of American gymnast Simone Biles. Yeah. Following her decision to take a break due to her mental health concerns after the previous Olympic Games, she decided to heed the voice within herself and marked her return with record-breaking performances at the World Championships. Yeah. Now, brothers and sisters, let me ask you a question. If you were to review your headlines of 2023, Whose voice would you want us to follow to convey your truth? By the looks of it, you guys are perplexed by that question and still thinking it over. Well, let me help you. Would you want voices from CNN, from Fox, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, BBC, or better yet, social media, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Many of you are sitting here and probably thinking the way I thought. As the saying goes, sometimes hearing it straight from the horse's mouth mm. is best. Well. During my time in middle and high school, I played basketball. Mm -hmm. And I remember a significant lesson I learned was the importance of disregarding distracting voices and misleading voices that were not beneficial when it came to the game. The situation is not always unique to basketball, but also applies to life in general. You see, one day I was playing on the opponent's opposing team's court, and that was a challenging time for me. I recall being at the free throw line. Some of you that don't know what a free throw is, it's a free throw is a method of, <laughs> of scoring points that is awarded to a player after certain types of fouls. So I was sitting, standing there doing my routine. I, you know, bounce the ball about three times before I take the shot. And in the midst of doing that, I hear a chorus of boos and negative remarks, such as, miss it, you're garbage, you can't make it, alongside the encouraging words of my teammates saying, Nefty, you got this. And another voice of my coach urging me to tune out the negative voices and said, follow my voice and make the shot. It was overwhelming and caused anxiety to have all these voices directed at me, but I realized it was necessary. It helped me discern which voice was truly guiding me, uh -huh. while the support of my teammates was extremely crucial. I needed to heed the voice that recognized my potential. I needed to yeah. recognize the voice that was instrumental in making me a better player. I needed to hear the voice of someone with greater knowledge of the game. It was that voice that instilled in me the confidence I needed to make the shot. It was the voice of my coach. And I share this with all of you because as we stand on the brink of a new year, 
it is essential to consider which voice you will follow. Not just to hear, but a voice that as we follow will provide hope, guidance, Mm -hmm. direction, and encouragement for the uncertainties that lie ahead in 2024. Now let's look at the scripture for today that will give us some insight into the voice we ought to follow and how we can apply it to our lives, and not only in 2024, but beyond. In the 30th chapter of Isaiah, God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah and calls the people of Judah rebellious children. God called them rebellious because they were listening to the voice of others rather than God's voice. See, in the beginning of chapter 30, God goes straight to the heart of the matter, and he says, Woe to the rebellious children, declares the Lord, who execute a plan but not mine, and make an alliance but not of my spirit in order to add sin to sin. See, what was going on is the fact that they were under attack by the Assyrians, and they needed help. So they decided to turn to Egypt and align with Egypt for safety and help. And let me tell you, that didn't really work out very well. They sought counsel from a foreign nation and put their trust in Pharaoh's protection instead of relying on God. So they were making their plans of escape while all the while God already had a plan of escape and safety for them. So let's all be honest here with ourselves. We're not much different from the people of Judah. Let's be honest. We are very rebellious because in times of trouble and fear, we tend to search everywhere else and go listen to other voices. You should do this. You should do that. So you've got all these voices coming at you, what you should do, and never consulting with the voice of God. You know why? It's because we want things done fast and easy. But instead, God says to us, he prefers, for, he prefers to be our guide and protection throughout our lives. And we don't have the patience to wait on God. That's exactly what's going on with us. But you know what's crazy about all of this? Is that the people of Judah know that God is their help. And God told them that they would not be defeated by the Assyrians, but they decide to ignore God anyways. Mm. How often do you do that? God says to us all the time, no weapon, his word says it, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But what do we do? Something goes wrong, and we feel like the whole entire world world is falling apart, Mm. and we can't get up. Yes, it didn't say that it wouldn't form but it said it wouldn't prosper. That's what God said. Often pastor always says, how do we expect to have an easy life when we serve the crucified Christ? Mm -hmm. It's not meant to be easy, but it won't prosper. Mm -hmm. Not only did they realize that they knew God was gonna protect them, they were so stubborn that God sends Isaiah to instruct them on what would happen if they refused to listen to God's instruction. Uh-huh. But rather, they didn't want to listen to what Isaiah had to say. They'd rather listen to op- other prophecies that were lies. 
Because you know what? The other prophecies told them what they wanted to hear. How many of us go to certain people because you want them to tell you what you want to hear? But the, the person that can tell you the truth, you want to stay away from that. And you know what's crazy? The Bible said, the truth shall set us free. We can't deal with a little pinch. We can't deal with a little pinch. But, so because of this refusal to listen to God, the judgment upon them, God said, will be like a high collapsing wall that leaves devastation and ruins. They did not welcome the truth from God's prophet. They preferred to listen and to follow the voices of lies. They didn't want to face the reality of their circumstances. God gives this prophecy to Isaiah to give to the people. And immediately after they received that prophecy of disaster, Isaiah turns to them with another message. And this time, it's a message of grace and hope. Amid their rebellious ways, being disobedient, and there's an impending disaster, God decides to shift the script. Here in verse 18 and 19. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all. Blessed are all who wait for him. Do you realize what this is saying? They were being disobedient to God, and they knew they were being disobedient to God, but they wanted to do things their own way. And then God sends another message and says, this is what's going to happen if you don't listen to my instruction. And then God says, you know what? I'm going to be gracious unto you. Brothers and sisters, if this tells you nothing at all, there is no sin that is greater than God's grace. There is no sin that is greater than God's grace. In our obedience, we serve a God of second chances. He doesn't look back at what you did, but rather he comes around and says, you know what? I'm going to be compassionate towards you. I'm going to be gracious towards you. The children of Judah have been disobedient. They neglected the voice of God. They listened to voices of others that did not help them and did not take heed to the messenger of God about the impending disaster they were about to face. But God, but God God in his gracious ways shows compassion towards them and gives them this promise. Verse 21, whether you turn to the right, Mm or whether you turn to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. That is the kind of God that we serve. That no matter how disobedient we have been, no matter how we have neglected his voice time and time again, still comes back and says to us, whether you turn to the right Mm. and whether you turn to the left, Your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. So, preacher, what is God saying here, not only to the children of Judah, but to us as it pertains to 
as the, the, the scripture said it, the, the verse said it, your ears will hear a voice. So if you hear a voice, you have to decide whether you follow that voice or not. So when you follow the voice of God, as it pertains to this verse, the first thing is you're able to follow the voice because you have stayed the course. You have stayed the course. Like the children of Judah, sometimes we will be tempted or distracted by voices of others, which will make us want to veer off to the right and veer off to the left, which will take us off track according to God's plan for our lives. And the way you stay the course is by studying and seeking God's word. You must be, abide in God's word. Scripture says faith comes by Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith is built through a deep understanding of the word of God. Mm. Let me help you understand what this means, whether you turn to the left or the right. For those that drive, this isn't in my manuscript, but thank you, Holy Spirit. So those that drive, when you're driving and you let go of the steering wheel, it can either do three things, continue to go straight, Continue to veer to the right or continue to veer to the left. So what happens is if you veer to the left or to the right, you know what you realize? You are out of alignment. You are out of alignment. That's what that means. And so now you're trying to go straight. You're, either, you're, you're, you're off course. But let me tell you how gracious God is. He comes and grabs that wheel. And put you right back so that you can stay the course and go forward. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all of your hearts. Lean not not on your own understanding. In all the ways, submit to him. And he will make your path straight. Because when you fear to the right or to the left, you know what you're saying? You're trying to lean on your own understanding. You're not seeking God. So only way you could stay the course is to seek God. Yeah. And you seek God by his word. So that is part of when you follow the voice, you stay the course. Yeah. So once you follow the voice, you stay the course, then what happens is, number two, you're guided by God's voice. So when you take the time to get to know the God that you serve, or that you say you serve. You have that word hidden in your heart that you might not sin against God. What ends up happening is now you know him enough to recognize his voice. And when you recognize his voice, you're able to be guided by God's voice. Because it says, your ears will hear a voice behind you. And what I love about that analogy is oftentimes when we're indecisive and we don't know what to do, we don't need a voice in front of us. We need a voice behind us, Uh a small, still whisper that says, get back on track. Get back on track. There are times we don't know whose voice is being rationale or which way to go. But trust and believe, when you hear the, the voice of God, Scripture says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Being guided by God's voice brings you a sense of peace, a sense of comfort, and insurance in times of difficulties and uncertainties. Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach in the way you should go. So this guided voice 
will always, the voice of God will always have you go on the straight and narrow. Amen? Amen. And after when, when we follow the voice, we're, we're, we're staying the course. After that, we are being guided by God's voice. And the last point, when we stay the course, when we are guided by God's voice, you know what happens? We just walk in it. Mm. Walk in it. Reverend Jones came here to, a couple weeks ago and said, walk. Just walk in it. The scripture says, this is the way. Walk in it. It didn't say, this is a way. This is one way. This is the way. The way is God's way. If you listen to the voice, take heed of the voice, you just walk. And you know what I love about that? First lady always says to me, Nefty, move your feet. You know what's wonderful about that? Once you take a step, God speaks. Once you take another step, he speaks. In other words, you first have to take a step to walk so that God can tell you, continue to tell you which way you should go. But you gotta take the you gotta take a step. It's God's desire for us to follow his path and his will. For us to fulfill God's desire, we must be obedient. And Isaiah chapter 30 serves as a reminder of the consequences of disobedience, but also it's an assurance of God's guidance and direction. Walk in it because it is the way. It is God's way. God's voice will guide and direct us on the right path in 2024. If we follow the voice, God's voice. And before I close, I would like to read a story about a man's encounter while he was on the plane. And it's told in his voice. And it's sort of lengthy, but it really summarizes the word for today. So lend me the ears of your heart. I was in Alaska doing a lawsuit. We're out in the Aleutian Islands getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane. Pastor came up and he said, listen, I can save you some money. I said, how is that? He said, I flew a small plane up here. I can take you in my little airplane and can, you can save your ticket. Uh, thank you very much, but I've got this ticket. We'll just make our way on home, me and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 no. You have to do it. You got to do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, he went out to the airport. He took us by his little airplane. And I looked at it, and I thought, hmm, good thing it's shiny. <laughs> then he walked around it. We got in, he's on the left front, I'm on the right front. The other lawyer is sitting behind me. And he started up, and it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, that's a good idea, we normally don't. I said, well, this time we're gonna. And I tell you, I prayed for like five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off, 
ever so gently, and we started climbing. And it's wonderful, not a problem in the world. We started climbing, and we flew for about three to four minutes. Something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me. He said, we're going in the clouds, and I can't fly in the clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? It's been cloudy all day. And we go right up in the clouds, and we can't see anything. And he looks at me, his eyes roll back in his head, and he starts mumbling and passes out. Mm. Passed out cold. And I grabbed him and I shook him and said, you gotta wake up so I can kill you. <laughs> now we're in the clouds flying along with no pilot, no pilot. And my friend in the back seat said, we're dead, aren't we? I said, there's a very good chance of it, yes. He said, what are we gonna do? I don't know, but there's a radio here, and I handed him the microphone, and I, start, I said, start asking for help, for help. So he's in the back seat, reaching up, and he says, hello, hello. We don't know any proper radio etiquette, or we just keep saying hello, and somebody answered back, hello, hello. Don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? I said, we don't know nothing. <laughs> Tell them we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot, and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm flying out up to Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody that can fly that plane with you? Tell him that's correct. Now you have to understand, I'm sweating bullets. I'm starting to sweat bullets right now. <laughs> he said, the first thing I'm going to do is start circling so I don't lose you. Because I'll fly out of range of your radio, and you won't have me anymore. And I said, I'm going to get Anchorage Emergency for you. And he said, an Anchorage Emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on and said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, There's, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, if you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disoriented you become. Yeah. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clearly. You're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're gonna crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said I have to follow your voice. Is that reasonable? You see, I understand. Without his voice, I had nothing. And you understand without God's voice, you have nothing. Yeah. Finally, he got us turned. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. It's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage. And there's a lot of water, weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on on the outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm 
just my voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you'll die, but I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters started talking to us. They said, You're, we're praying for you, men. You're going to make it. Listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. You realize your head is full of voices, and everybody in this world wants to talk to you. Everybody wants to be the controlling voice, and God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar. Let my voice be your voice. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. Then the voice came back and said, now I'm going to line you up. He said, I'm going to bring you right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway, there's some lights, and they're in the form of a cross. He said, and don't you forget this, the cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, you stay with me. The Bible says my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. Finally, just a couple of 100 feet off the ground, we saw the cross. I landed the plane. It all came to a stop, and the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. <laughs> the voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand. I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me. But they allowed the voices in their head to get to them, and they self-destruct. Thanks for listening to my voice. Then they put us in a motel, and about four in the morning, I knock at my door, and I open the door, and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. I said, you're the voice. You're the one who got me home. He said, I am. Brothers and sisters, in 2024, follow the voice that assures you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Yeah. Follow the voice that says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Follow the voice that says he will meet all your needs according to his riches of glory in Jesus Christ. Follow the voice that says to be strong and courageous, not to be afraid of discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And when you follow the voice, God's voice, you will stay the course. You will be guided by God's voice. And you will walk in it. Follow the voice. Amen. Amen.